I'm Harris Faulkner. I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Janice Dean. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, January 25th, 2020. I'm Trey Hingst. More than 3,000 people were arrested across Russia this weekend during protests in support of opposition leader Alexei Navalny. Among the people who have been arrested by the Russian government and police and security forces is Yulia, his wife, and um, other opposition figures and the organizers of the demonstration. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. In Moscow alone, an estimated 40,000 people participated in the demonstrations in support of jailed opposition leader Alexei Navalny. Video from the scene shows police in heavy riot gear clashing with protesters, even beating some with batons. European Union leaders held talks today in Brussels about the crackdown on demonstrators and the imprisonment of Russia's top opposition leader. Navalny traveled to Russia last week after spending months in Germany recovering from being poisoned. He was arrested immediately upon arrival. As the EU considers ways to respond to the events over the weekend, the Kremlin is looking further west. A spokesperson for Russian President Vladimir Putin accused the United States on Sunday of meddling in the country's internal affairs. For more on this story and others you may have missed over the past week, this is Jonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. Over this weekend, uh, in more than 100 cities across Russia, from the Far East to Moscow and to St. Petersburg, hundreds and thousands of people have taken to the street to demand his release. Um, were some places where in Yatskuk, which is in Siberia, it's a city that it was minus 58 degrees and about a thousand people have went out of their home and, and, and called for his release and for freedom of speech. Um, 3,400 people have been, 3,400 people have been arrested from uh, what we understand from AP and Reuters, but the numbers might be higher. Um, the among the people who have been arrested by the Russian government and police and security forces is Yulia, his wife, and um, other opposition figures and the organizers of the demonstration. Um, the U.S., the U.K., and um, the EU countries have called for his release and the release of the people who have been arrested over the weekend, criticizing um, Russia President Vladimir Putin for violation of human rights. Yeah, so I think it's pretty interesting. The EU officials getting directly involved today. Leadership in Brussels actually met to discuss what the appropriate response to what some officials are calling human rights violations and a crackdown on these demonstrations is. And so I think there's a variety of options, but they could look at sanctions and further trying to isolate Russia on top of the fact that the Russian government is really denying they did anything wrong. I think it's also interesting that they are pointing the finger at the United States, ironically accusing the U.S. of meddling in their internal affairs. A spokesperson for Russian President Putin said this weekend that they were doing just that after the State Department released a statement in support of Navalny and the demonstrators. And also, um, just a few minutes ago, uh, the Russian Foreign Ministry accused Facebook and other U.S. social media outlets of not um, flagging out the fake post as they um, addressed it, saying that um, they will pursue further steps, hinting that they might 
uh, pursue legal steps on it, uh, about it. And um, it seems that this is um, with the new Biden administration, um, a different policy and approach, both in the US and the EU toward Putin's Russia. I do want to shift now to our next topic of Mozambique and some flooding that happened over this past week, uh, displacing a lot of people. The cyclone Eloise have caused uh, horrible flooding in central Mozambique. Um, The city of Bira have uh, received more than 10 inches of rain in 24 hours over Saturday with winds of more than 100 miles per hour. 12 people have been killed. It might be uh, um, an unofficial number and a preliminary number because uh, people are still the people are still looking for other loved ones and friends. Um, more than 8,000 people have lost their homes over the weekend. And while the uh, cyclone storm have has weakened and is moving into Zimbabwe and South Africa, meteorologists say that it might bring more rain and more floodings. Um, the ground is very saturated there, and it's only the beginning of the cyclone season. Um, the UN Meteorology Organization said they're expecting nine to 12 more storms in the coming months. Um, the region has yet to recover from the March 2019 storm that killed hundreds of people and um, caused a lot of damage. And it was one of the worst storms, cyclone storms, uh, to hit Africa. Um, and we also have to remember that while everything else happens, the region is poor and they're still fighting COVID and being displaced and hungry and sick with everything. That's something that adds up to the challenges of the people of Mozambique, South Africa. You've been listening to You're Not Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. We'll be right back. I do want to get to our last topic today, and that is the spread of COVID-19 and the variants that we are seeing around the world. President Biden made a decision to suspend travel to the United States for non-U.S. citizens from places like the U.K., parts of Europe, and soon to be South Africa. Add Brazil to that list as well. We do know the CDC will start implementing a new guideline tomorrow requiring face masks on all flights taking place in the United States. Some of these decisions seem a bit reactive this late in the pandemic, but there are concerns over new variants that could be somewhat resistant or be spreading more quickly. Yes, we're talking uh, right now, we know of officially of four variants. Um, one from the UK, one from South Africa, and one from Brazil. There are rumors that there's, here in Israel, I would have to say, that um, an LA, Los Angeles variant, which is different from other regions of the US. Um, So far, and we have to stress this enough, the vaccinations are working with those variants, okay? As long as you get the vaccine, you should be fine. Um, But we need to take into consideration that according to scientists and according to what we know from um, people who are are expert in the epidemiological world, variants change, viruses change throughout the year. 
the COVID virus is changing a little bit more rapidly than we are expecting and that we know. Um, this is why we get new virus, new um, vaccination for the flu every year because it changes. Um, but what other viruses are doing gradually and slowly, this specific um, virus is more, I would say, sophisticated and more efficient in his um, way. And we need to take this into consideration. But as we know now, it's not deadlier. It's just more contagious as, in, as long as people will keep the two meters or six feet distance, wash their hands and wear masks, we'll be okay. As a precaution, we've seen across the world, um, nations are closing down either their airports or um, uh, imposing quarantine for people who came from the places where the variants are popular. Israel is going to close tonight its airport for incoming and outgoing flights for uh, a week, at least a week, to make sure that while they're doing the vaccination enterprise, which is going very well, um, there will be um, a pause in entering people entering into the country and then they will be able to see how they're going to go back into normal life, maybe open back the schools and the economy or anything. Um, we've seen in Holland riots and demonstrations against the curfew and the lockdowns and we've seen some suggestion that we should wear masks, the, the surgical mask, not the homemade um, mask to make sure that we are very protective and more protective against the variants. So again, I cannot stress this enough. Wash your hands, stay far, at least six feet from each other and wear your mask. And so far, so good. We'll be, go, we'll be over it soon. Agreed. I feel like we should end today's episode there, but we do have a good news story of the week. What is it? We have a good news story of the week that I stumbled upon a few weeks ago. Um, on Facebook, an Israeli teenager called Gal Ofek Shlomai, who is now 19, she started about four years ago um, a project for premature babies in a hospital here in Adassa in Jerusalem. Her mother, uh, she's a doctor and works in the NICU, and she found out that um, there's a specific model of an octopus that if you um, saw it and you knit it properly, according to some instructions that have been passed on since from Denmark to the UK and other places around the world, the baby feel more secured, their pressure and stress levels are going lower, and they hug the octopi, um, and this way they are feeling better, they're feeling more restful, and their recovery rate is higher. So um, she started doing this and, and throughout the COVID-19 lockdown, it got so much attention. And so a lot of families and children and high schools here in Israel and across the world have started needing the Octopi for the premature babies and they're sending them out according to the instruction. And it became such a beautiful, beautiful project. And so I thought we should all and this today with a hope for our next generation, even their tiny, tiny babies and tiny Occupy. Oh, that's actually a really cute story. <laughs> that, that is a good news story. You're not feeling a senior Fox News field producer joining us once again on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. You're not. Thank you. Thanks, Dre. 
You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.